847 is 366 and 7. Hello and welcome to A Score to Settle, a podcast about movie and TV music. I'm your host, Brian McVicker. Each episode, I focus on music composed for film and television, whether through analyzing a specific score, taking a deep dive into a particular composer's work, or by way of interviews with guests, both those in the industry and also fellow fans. With this episode, I'm returning to a sub-series of the show called Now Playing, during which I showcase recent soundtrack albums that I've been listening to, This can either be new scores or classic scores newly reissued on album. Truth be told, I was in the middle of writing the next episode on a completely different topic when it was mentioned by a listener that it had been quite a while since my last Now Playing Focus. So I sat back and considered this, acknowledging that the majority of my focus is historical, classics from decades past as it's where my interest normally lands. But I do still try to keep up with some of what's current out there So I decided, why not? I can take a detour, and I can show that I'm hip to what's new. Well, maybe not hip, since this is movie music we're talking about, but I at least can share some of the more current scores that I've enjoyed this year so far. To start, there are actually several late 2021 releases that surprised me and that I'd like to spotlight. These would be Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Army of Thieves, and The King's Man. First up is Venom, Let There Be Carnage, a sequel to 2018's Venom, which is set in the Spider-Man universe, and again starring Tom Hardy. Uh, while being directed this time by Andy Serkis, who is normally known as an actor, uh, both in live action and performance capture, uh, such as with Gollum from Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. The first Venom had a score by Ludwig Göransson, who scored the Black Panther that same year, which would later win him an Academy Award. For the sequel, Marco Beltrami was hired, a composer whose film credits range from two diehards, two wolverines, two quiet places, and one gods of Egypt. Beltrami's music for this Venom sequel is energetic, fun, and as off the wall as the lead character. It's primarily orchestral, uh, but embellished with grungy, heavy electric guitars and even some blues elements. There are multiple themes, such as for Venom slash Carnage and Eddie slash Cletus, plus the character Buddy. Here's the track called Venom's Sweet Tooth. That's sweet, S-U-I-T-E, which is a bonus sweet track uh, arrangement of that theme. So again, here is music from 2021's Venom, Let There Be Carnage, composed by Marco Beltrami.
That was the track Venom's Sweet Tooth, composed by Marco Beltrami, for the 2021 comic book sequel Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Next up for the late 2021 scores that I wanted to spotlight is a Hans Zimmer title that was lost amid the well-deserved attention and acclaim for his uh, Dune score. Uh, Zimmer, along with Steve Mazzaro, provided music for Army of Thieves, a prequel to the Zack Snyder zombie flick Army of the Dead. Now, this movie premiered on Netflix and was directed by its star, Matthias Schweighofer. I hope that I pronounced that correctly. This prequel doesn't feature any zombies, but is more of an entertaining, uh, zippy heist story, uh, which motivated Zimmer and Mazzaro to compose a zany and uh, colorful score. His main theme has strings doubled by whistlers for a sound that could almost have come from one of his animated film scores. Here is that main theme for Army of Thieves, as composed by Hans Zimmer and Steve Mazzaro. In addition to this percolating main theme for Army of Thieves, composed by Hans Zimmer and Steve Mazzaro, there are cues uh, that are often lighthearted in nature uh, from the score, sometimes using vibraphone to provide a slightly jazzy 60s vibe. as well as some more thumping suspense tones, as heard in this cue called The Test. 
So that was more music composed uh, for 2021's Army of Thieves, uh, music by Hans Zimmer and Steve Mazzaro. That was the cue called The Test for an example of some of the more different tones outside of the main theme that are heard in that score. Lastly, uh, from my late 2021 highlights, uh, there is The King's Man, written and directed by Matthew Vaughn of Layer Cake and X-Men First Class fame, and starring Ray Fiennes as Orlando, who has initiated a secret intelligence agency. The movie has a surprisingly rousing orchestral score by Matthew Margeson and Dominic Lewis. This is the third film in the British Kingsman spy thriller series, all based on a comic book, and it's actually a prequel to the previous two films, as being set during World War I. And now, perhaps because this is sort of a, an old-school action-adventure with an early 20th century setting, the music lends itself to being more old-school acoustic in its orchestral sweep than the first two Kingsman scores, and it's better served by it. Margeson assisted composer Henry Jackman previously, uh, but here he and co-composer uh, Dominic Lewis fashion new themes for the character of Orlando, and also the villainous Shepard that play off the established main Kingsman theme by Jackman. Now, the Henry Jackman theme isn't referenced as often in this score simply because this story occurs before the events that the theme underscores that is setting up the Kingsman. Um, Now, in this exuberant action cue called Goliath, Matthew Margeson and Dominic Lewis showcase both their new themes for the Kingsman and also Shepard, Uh, as the cue traces parallel fight scenes late in the movie. So this is music from 2021's The King's Man, as composed by Matthew Margeson and Dominic Lewis.
That was the exciting cue called Goliath, composed by Matthew Margeson and Dominic Lewis for The King's Man from 2021, the World War I set prequel to the two preceding Kingsman spy adventures. Now, as we advance into 2022 proper, I, I realize that we're only halfway through the year and have yet to see slash hear many of the expected highlights. But there have been a couple of scores that caught my attention, and one that at least has a fun main theme. An early favorite of mine is Patrick Doyle's music for Death on the Nile, which was directed by Kenneth Branagh, who also stars as its lead, the literary detective Hercule Poirot. Now, this is based on the 1937 mystery novel by Agatha Christie and is Branagh's second screen adaptation of her detective character, Patrick Doyle not only scored the initial cinematic outing called Murder on the Orient Express in 2017, but Doyle has also been Kenneth Branagh's composer of choice for every film he's directed, going all the way back to 1989's Henry V. Doyle frequently provides richly orchestrated scores in a more traditional fashion, such as in the aforementioned Henry V, but also Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and Nanny McPhee, but he is also able to incorporate modern tonalities, as heard in his music for 1998's Great Expectations and even 2011's Thor. The first cue in his score for Death on the Nile, though, that had my ears perk up in the theater is a cue called The Pyramids. It's an evocative cue with these massed strings and brass expressing one of several recurring melodies in this score. So again, this is the cue called The Pyramids, from Patrick Doyle's score for Death on the Nile in 2022.
In addition to that richly evocative cue called the pyramids, there is also a wealth of striking suspense music that Doyle provides in his score for The Death on the Nile, and a love theme uh, heard in various modalities, from effusive to tragic. Now, this love theme somewhat follows the chord progressions that we heard in the cue The Pyramids, so it sort of subtly ties those two melodies together. Now, for an example of the more effusive modality of this love theme, here is the cue called The Newlyweds. So again, this is music composed by Patrick Doyle for 2022's Death in the Nile. That was the cue called the Newlyweds from Patrick Doyle's score for Death on the Nile, an example of the more effusive modality or the effusive expression of his love theme for the film. Now, to travel to the other end of the emotional spectrum is the tragedy expressed in the cue The Cost of Love. So again, this is music from Patrick Doyle's Death on the Nile. This is again a representation of his love theme from that score, but on the more tragic end of the spectrum.
Another musical highlight from the first half of this year, and one which surprisingly garnered quite a bit of attention from general audiences, is Michael Giacchino's score for The Batman. Giacchino had collaborated previously with writer, with Batman writer-director Matt Reeves on Cloverfield, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War for Planet of the Apes, so they seem to have developed quite a great working relationship. Now, this installment of the cinematic Batman franchise had initially begun as part of Warner Brothers Studios' expanded DC universe of movies, with Ben Affleck at the helm. Matt Reeves came on board when the project's direction shifted a bit, and what has resulted was much more of a Batman movie modeled uh, after the detective-slash-serial-killer genre than anything of a more heightened superhero reality. Michael Giacchino's new theme for Batman seems somewhat inspired by the opening four notes of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, an arresting opening which musically represents fate knocking or pounding on your front door. You could sort of apply this analogy to Giacchino's similarly pounding four-note Batman motif, with Batman perhaps seen as the terrible fate befalling the criminal element in Gotham. And synced with tubular bells, this theme provides these gothic shadings to the proceedings. The score, which also features a slinky, jazzy theme for Catwoman, and another theme for the Penguin, based on the hymn Ave Maria, is overall, let's say, a more purely acoustic orchestral score than we've heard in a Batman film for a while, even showcasing moments of subtlety uh, for just woodwinds and harp. But it's that main theme that demands attention throughout. And here's a special suite I put together of music composed by Michael Giacchino for 2022's The Batman. We'll hear that main theme plus the cue Highway to the Anger Zone.
That was music composed by Michael Giacchino for The Batman from 2022, a version that gave fans yet another new theme for the Cape Crusader, uh, for which they can enjoy and or argue about. I know that following its inclusion in the trailers, uh, that theme, some fans felt that it was mirroring a little bit or mimicking John Williams' Imperial March from The Empire Strikes Back. I didn't really hear that. Um, and, you know, not I don't think they're the same notes. I think it's really just that there's an interval between the two pitches that makes it sound familiar. But that's just um, my my opinion on that one. So I mentioned that there was another early 2022 score that, while not majorly impressive overall, it did at least showcase a very winning main theme. This would be the movie Uncharted, with music composed by Ramin Jawani. Now, I myself didn't see this movie, uh, which is directed by Ruben Fleischer and stars Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, but uh, I'm, and I'm not much of a gamer in any sense of the word either, so I've never even glanced at the Uncharted video game, uh, so I'm a bit of a novice on this topic. However, based on John Broxton's review of this score on his site moviemusicuk.us, it motivated me to check it out. Ramin Jawadi is possibly most well-known for his theme and score for all seasons of HBO's Game of Thrones series, but he's also been providing memorable music for big-budget epics such as Pacific Rim and 2021's The Eternals. His main theme for Uncharted is propulsive, brassy, and catchy, and I just wish it had been heard more often during the score. So here's Ramin Jawadi's main theme uh, for the 2022 adventure film, Uncharted.
That was music from 2022's movie adaptation of the video game Uncharted, that rousing main theme as composed by Ramin Jawadi. As the year has moved closer to the summer months, we're seeing the expected big-ticket titles emerge. Sequels such as Fantastic Beasts 3, Downton Abbey A New Era, the second solo Doctor Strange, Top Gun Maverick, and the third Jurassic World installment. Several of these titles had their releases delayed due to the COVID pandemic. For example, Top Gun 2 had been slated for release in 2019, while Jurassic World Dominion had its entire production halted during early 2020 for the same reason. But let's first take a listen to music for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, with music composed by Danny Elfman. Now, the Marvel movies tend to shuffle through their composers with abandon, only showing any sense of consistency uh, when having Alan Silvestri directly score three of the four Avengers films. As this series of movies and now TV series becomes more expansive, yet more interconnected and overlapping, it's a challenge to maintain any thematic consistency. And honestly, maybe it shouldn't be a real priority. With this film, uh, Multiverse of Madness, it's a sequel, uh, both a sequel to the original uh, Doctor Strange movie from 2016, and also the third Spider-Man movie from last year, uh, No Way Home, both of which were scored by Michael Giacchino. However, when director Sam Raimi was hired on Doctor Strange 2, he wasn't obligated to keep Giacchino as composer, and instead hired his own choice uh, which was Danny Elfman. Elfman had composed music for the first two of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man films in the early 2000s, those starring Tobey Maguire, as an aside. In this score, we do hear Elfman reference uh, G. Kino's own de- very determined theme for Dr. Stephen Strange from the 2016 film, thankfully, as it's an awesome theme. Now, this is a logistical, compositional uh, challenge, which uh, Elfman had previously accepted when scoring uh, the second Avengers film, Age of Ultron, where he had to interpolate uh, Sylvester's Avengers theme into his music. Do you see how tangled the musical web of Marvel movies can be? Uh, Anyway, Elfman also adds new themes uh, for the other leads in Multiverse of Madness, Wanda, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch, and America Chavez, who traverses universes. From the lengthy soundtrack album, I'll present one of the most winning tracks, the main titles, which wraps up the score and encapsulates much of this thematic material. So again, this is music from Danny Elfman's score for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness.
That was the main title's cue from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, composed by Danny Elfman, which wraps up his colorful, hyperactive, and very turbulent score. I think that if you've enjoyed Elfman's music for either Hellboy 2 or Justice League, that this should be in your ballpark. His music is definitely an active participant in the movie. This is most evident in a sequence uh, during the last third of the movie in which the ephemeral notes of music are actually weaponized during what amounts to a wizard battle. Uh, the music for this sequence is represented in the cue called Lethal Symphonies on the album. Uh, so this is where you can hear bits of Bach toccatas and Beethoven symphonies being hurled about. Another big-ticket title that I had noted earlier had its release also delayed by several years, incidentally, is Top Gun Maverick, the sequel to the 1986 pop culture and commercial hit, uh, which really kickstarted Tom Cruise's movie career into overdrive. The original was directed by Tony Scott, while this follow-up was directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who previously directed Tron Legacy. Now, of course, uh, Tom Cruise stars again here in the sequel, this time joined by other actors such as Miles Teller and Jennifer Connelly. Musically, the Top Gun Maverick production strove for thematic consistency, including the original composer Harold Faltemeyer on the team, uh, which also now includes Hans Zimmer, Lorne Balfe, and songwriter-performer-slash-actress Lady Gaga. Harold Faltermeyer's anthemic main theme, which sort of unironically embodies the 1980s era of arena rock, is updated here with some, let's say, current Zimmerisms, such as the ostinato strings and very big drums.
Lady Gaga was called upon to provide a new love theme for the film, titled Hold My Hand, and surprisingly wound up collaborating more closely with Hans Zimmer on specific score cues that featured material from her song. Now, Lauren Balf and Hans Zimmer uh, both worked on the remainder of the score with Balf producing, and they uh, also contributed a new theme for the film called Dark Star on the album. So this is more music from 2022's Top Gun Maverick. This is the cue Dark Star, uh, credited to composers uh, Harold Faltermeyer, Lady Gaga, Hans Zimmer, and Lauren Balf. That was music from the sequel Top Gun Maverick, the album track Dark Star, credited to the composing team of Harold Faltermeyer, Lady Gaga, Hans Zimmer, and Lorne Balf. I find that there is some poetic synergy with Hans Zimmer collaborating with Harold Faltermeyer on this score, uh, as there is certainly some shared sonic lineage between the two of them. Um, Faltermeyer's synth rock score for the original Top Gun in 86 
uh, could be considered an early progenitor of the style and approach that Zimmer himself would follow on in the 90s on various action movies uh, which he scored. Moving forward, we arrive at the most recent 2022 movie which I'd like to spotlight as now playing for me and is the last on my list. This would be Jurassic World Dominion, directed by Colin Trevorrow and is the second sequel to Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and of course the sixth installment overall in the Jurassic Park cinematic franchise. Michael J. Kino returns to complete his trilogy of scores for the series, similar to how he was able to contribute musically to all three of the recent Kelvin Universe Star Trek pictures. Jurassic World, though, has proven to be quite a journey for Giacchino, with this franchise uh, seeing as how he's not only having to incorporate themes and motifs from John Williams' monumental scores for Jurassic Park and The Lost World, but also he's needing to closely mirror the overall sound and approach of a John Williams score. Now, Giacchino, uh, of course, added his own wonderful new themes along the way, which allow him to not lean too much on the Williams material. With Jurassic World Dominion, there is a new theme for the exploits of the company called Biosyn, which has an up-tempo, broadly rapturous reading in the track called A Biosyn We Will Go. Uh, We'll listen now to some of this track. Again, this is music composed by Michael Giacchino, for the sequel, Jurassic World Dominion.
In addition to the John Williams-styled symphonics, G. Kino colors this score more in line with how he embellished his scores for two Mission Impossible movies and 2008 Speed Racer. Thanks to the globetrotting storyline here, he's able to include more regional uh, and ethnic instrumentation. Uh, for example, in the album track This Dodgson Burns Bright slash The Maltese Dragons, you can hear uh, bazooki and Middle Eastern percussive elements. This would be akin to his use of more region-specific and ethnic instrumentation heard in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Meanwhile, the synth grooves and guitars heard in his music for Speed Racer are echoed in the track De Plane and De Cycle, which is a real rollicking action cue uh, that is a highlight for the year, and it ends with a flourishing statement of G. Kino's own Jurassic World theme. So here's that cue, De Plane and De Cycle, from Michael G. Kino's Jurassic World Dominion.
That was music composed by Michael Giacchino for the trilogy capper Jurassic World Dominion, released in June of this year, and yet the score was actually completed a year ago. Due to the delay in release dates, even after production was completed, this is why we're suddenly seeing a whole host of Michael Giacchino's scores flooding cinemas and soundtrack collections. From Jurassic World Dominion to the upcoming Lightyear and Thor Love and Thunder. This was the last current score that I plan to feature on this installment of my Now Playing series, a series which uh, I realize has been absent too long. Now, there was also a deluge of classic film scores making their way to disc this year, either as reissues, expansions, or premieres, all thanks to fan-favorite labels such as La La Land Records, Perez Saraband, Entrada, and Quartet. But to keep my episode runtime manageable, I'll close out by mentioning just one classic soundtrack album, which has recently seen a reissue on CD, and it was a nostalgic reintroduction for me. Perez Saraband reissued their 1984 soundtrack album for Firestarter, the adaption of a Stephen King novel, uh, the first one, actually there was a recent uh, new adaptation of it, uh, but the 1984 version was directed by Mark Lester and starred Drew Barrymore shortly after uh, she was seen on screen in E.T. the Extraterrestrial. And this 1984 film features a memorable score by the German synth pop juggernaut band Tangerine Dream. Now, Tangerine Dream, uh, consisting of members uh, Edgar Froese, uh, Christopher Frank, and Johannes Schmoling, all of these names I'm sure I have butchered, uh, but <laughs> Tangerine Dream was at their peak of scoring films during the 1980s. And uh, as a young fan myself, buying albums blindly, I picked up several uh, with their music included. Firestarter uh, was one that I picked up on cassette, and I was captivated by its electronic soundscape, as it was such a left turn from my usual focus on orchestral movie music. Um, I found that it was such a treat to hear this score again after so many years. Uh, the cassette tape was lost just I can't even remember how long ago. Um, but I find the music uh, as engrossing now as it was then. So here is the main theme uh, from Tangerine Dream score for the 1984 film Firestarter. This is called Crystal Voice.
That was music composed by the band Tangerine Dream for the 1984 horror film Firestarter from a recent reissue of the original soundtrack album by Varese Saraband. An interesting anecdote about this score is that it was not composed direct to picture, meaning that the music wasn't timed to match the edited finished sequences. But instead, Tangerine Dream composed the music in a quote-unquote wild fashion. The band provided director Lester with a wealth of tracks that they composed and granted him the option of where to place these and how and what to edit. I want to thank everyone for listening today to this installment of my Now Playing series, and I hope you found it entertaining as I explored a handful of current soundtrack album releases for both new movies and at least one classic title. With luck, I hope to rally later this year to produce another installment so I can present soundtrack albums from the rest of 2022. Music heard in this episode was from the following albums, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, composed by Marco Beltrami, Army of Thieves, composed by Hans Zimmer and Steve Mazzaro. The King's Man, by Matthew Margeson and Dominic Lewis. Uncharted, by Ramin Jawadi. Death on the Nile, composed by Patrick Doyle. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, by Danny Elfman. The Batman and Jurassic World Dominion, both composed by Michael Giacchino. Top Gun Maverick. Music by Harold Faltermeyer, Lady Gaga, Hans Zimmer, and Lorne Balfe. And Firestarter from 1984 by Tangerine Dream. If you'd like to send any comments or questions, you can email the show at podcast at gmail.com. Find the blog at escortosettle.blogspot.com. On Facebook at facebook.com slash settle, And on Twitter at score to settle pod that score the number two settle pod if you listen to the show by way of itunes feel free to leave a rating and a review i always appreciate that and the podcast is still available on spotify as well thanks again for listening <laughs>